The Cinema 9 Podcast presents One Star User Reviews Featuring today's film Train Spotting Which was released in the year 1996 Rubbish by Gerunda Boink Shock value high With human feces top of the list Dead baby, toilets, fingers and anuses 345 uses of the C-word, homicidal maniac with a knife, but no known motive. You get the picture. It's got a high rating, don't be fooled. That's probably from all the scat fetish people. Perhaps the editor got it backwards and all the good bits went into the bin and the rest became toilet spotting. If this is the best Scotland has to offer, choose life, choose a movie with a story and some redeeming social value. By the way, principal narrator, it's three-piece suit, not three-piece suite. This has been another edition of One Star User Reviews. Welcome to the Cinema 9 Podcast. It's Eric, Travis, and Mike, and it's time for this week's edition of Train Spotting, which is implied that there's a weekly edition of Train Spotting, which is not true. It's just this week we're going to do Train Spotting on the show. That'll be our main focus for our Does It Hold Up segment. It'll be a lot of fun. Eric chose it, so hopefully we won't be too critical of his choice, and he'll, you know, because he's very, very sensitive man. Um, he's also a creator. He's created something. And I think it's pretty unique. And I really, really want to give you a lot of credit, Eric. You've created a movie again. That's two short movies now in the last year. It's really, really cool. What do you think? Thank you for watching. I, I don't want to talk about myself, but if you go to my YouTube, you can check out my latest <laughs> film. I'd appreciate it. How do, who promotes that? How does the how does the promotion work for your films? I, I do it a lot on Instagram. I, think, I, got I, think, own, I, I have a, a and, website for my film production. It's just me, but I, I, my film company is on there, and I... Getting a lot of feedback on there. And then you and I can pr promote it for him also, Mike. It's called uh, Instant Life. You can find it on YouTube. Just search Instant Life 2023 Short Horror or something. Also, like I've added Eric's YouTube channel to the Cinema 9 channel so you can see it right there. Right. And the you, you just click on it and it's there. So it's a real easy access. If you like our channel, you can just go right into that. Uh, Travis, it is... The Cinema 9 podcast, as you know, and uh, mm, I do. We let's see. Yeah, last week was going to be there was talk about doing something, it didn't work out, so that's why there was no announcement for train spotting. Somebody texted me today, like, hey, did I miss the announcement on this? I'm like, no, you didn't miss the announcement. <laughs> uh, we did not do an episode, we were going to do an episode, and then uh, I couldn't be there, and then that's what happened. So that's society. What can I tell you? It's a secret <laughs> episode. Surprise oh, cool! Episode. We should do secret episodes. That could be fun. Yeah, let's 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 record this and then not post it. Anymore. Is that what a secret, secret episode is? Well, then, well, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> let's use pseudonyms for the show's name and our names, and just randomly title it something and post it. And it's a secret. Episode. <laughs> Got one view. Ah, cool. <laughs> All right, yo. All right. How you doing? What's going on? How's society treating you? 
Uh, society is fair to me. I, I you know, I live in privilege. You so live I'm doing in okay. privilege. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm enjoying my partial break still. Uh, just started going back to school, uh, teaching again. But it's also like this weird babysitting week where I'm waiting for students to show up. So I was basically told, yeah, you can show the movies. I'm like, okay. So mm-hmm. we're watching lots of movies. Maybe one day down the road. You'll show Napoleon, <laughs> Ridley Scott. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, Ooh, maybe looks like a disaster to maybe me. Not. I mean, I'm not taking Joaquin Phoenix seriously at all as Napoleon. I'm just not. I don't know how seriously I take Ridley Scott. No, exactly, you said it. That's that's the other point. I mean, yeah. I actually thought the duel got a little. You got shit on a little too much, but yes, there's a lot of bad examples of Ridley Scott films. When Hulking Phoenix was in Ridley Scott's Gladiator, which was 23 years ago, it was just different. It was way different. It was a different role, too. Like, he was playing... Hokeen Phoenix fit the role of... Who? Who? Hokeen. This has to be addressed. Hokeen? Hokeen. Joaquin. Oh, I say Hokeen. Joaquin. Well, he says Joaquin. I like to say Joaquin. That's my thing. So. Joaquin. Okay, okay, have fun Ho- with that. Ho- All right. It's like, it's like Scarlett Johansson when you say that. Hoking. Yeah, okay. That's how it we're doing. It like Hoking is what it sounds like. Yeah, I'm not really... Hoking <laughs> Phoenix. All hail. Hoking. Uh, he's not... I don't know if he's as short as Napoleon was, but I don't care about that as much. Napoleon wasn't that short. He was like 5'8", oh, really? 5'9". He was actually average. For, yeah, he was average for his time. He was bugged by that uh, when people said it about him, so his detractors caught on kind of like how uh everyone says that uh she looks like winnie the pooh he doesn't look like winnie the pooh but future people might be like hey you know that chinese president he looked like winnie the pooh and like no no he doesn't really but uh so it's just like one of those things yeah when that preview started and like joaquin's just started like talking in his regular old like southern california voice (laughs) exactly are you fucking kidding me i was dying to know how that would yeah that was exactly what i was waiting for eric i'm like oh wait is this going to be the americanized like we're just admitting freely it's an american napoleon story and it was it is it will be yeah looks like it whatever and then uh, it's uh, while we're talking uh, current news we should mention that uh there's going to be a even more of a pause on new content because the actors have all gone on a strike. They happened today? today. It's official? Yeah. It happened. It's official. It happened today. Like, hey! Yeah, that's great! It's not great, but it's great. Hey, I, 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 I too applaud labor taking mm-hmm. charge. And what, even if it's elite labor. <laughs> well, they're not all elite, right? But yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a, no, it's a mixed true. bag. That's it's a little, a little bit more of a wide hierarchy than maybe your uh, local plumber's union. <laughs> right, right. But definitely uh, I applaud their efforts, and I hope they get what they deserve. And the writers as well, ah, of course. So. Did you hear that everybody fucking walked out of the Oppenheimer premiere? <laughs> they were premiering Oppenheimer, no. like the premiere. And the cast just, like, got up and left. <laughs> because, like, oh, in because Solidarity of or whatever. But oh, it's still wow. Like, Jesus, yeah. okay. You can't promote the film. We have to be that. I mean, I, okay. Huh. All right, well. It's the first day of the strike. They're going to be extra militant. Probably. Well, couldn't they just yeah. left afterwards too? It's like, well, I mean, we're already no. here. So. Got to got to finish reading. Well, it's an exciting code. time too, though. <laughs> yeah, Oppen- Oppenheimer and Barbie are getting a lot of buzz, and that new Mission Impossible. So there's some there's a lot of fun like theater yeah. m- excitement in the moment this summer right now, uh, which is going to be a year from now, right? Like we'll that's it because. It's going to get drier and drier with the writer strike was already going on for a bit and there's not going to be new stuff brewing so you gotta you know maybe we'll uh, talk to each other more who's i don't know maybe <laughs> maybe we'll re-watch oh, yeah, that's stuff right there's before. all these other shit we could just cause that's what this show is basically about covid cast <laughs> covid cast that was fun yeah i remember that yeah oh, yeah good days that was Good times and uh, Zoom lit. That was, Zoom yeah. Life. That was like the most. I had never Zoomed that much in my life. I've To this day, I've never so, Zoomed that much in my life. So. Yeah, Zoom, Zoom fatigue. fatigue. Well, uh, let's get to quarantine viewing picks. Travis, uh, you're on a little mini break, so I assume you watched some stuff. Yeah, I, I did watch a fair amount of stuff. I went and visited family, and uh, me and my sister caught Indiana Jones in the Dial <laughs> of Destiny. Uh, in the Dial of Destiny. You can check out oh, Eric's yeah. uh, lengthy review. Epic. On our YouTube page also. Uh, so I'll keep it short on that. Suffice it to say, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun with it. Still not going to bother with number four probably, though. Um, I uh, I watched the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary. Oh. Or should I say three-hour campaign commercial? Because he really wants to be president, but knows he can't be. 
So that's fun. Um, that was literally, that's the pitch at the end. Like, by the way, I'd make a good president. Someone please make an amendment just for me. I watched the Arnold docs. Spoiler Didn't I mention alert. that last time we did a show? Okay. Yeah, you, yeah, that's why I became aware Sorry, of it. Sorry, uh, Luke just texted me that he canceled it. the next show for personal reasons. Sorry, I wouldn't. I didn't want to get obsessed on a text. I really didn't. But anyways, go ahead. Do they address that? Uh, got that well, personal reasons. When, <laughs> did What's they address that amendment in Demolition Man when Schwarzenegger did become president? Yeah! <laughs> it needs to happen. It needs to happen before he's going to become uh, El Presidente. I checked out 65. Mm. Yeah, okay. Man, I don't know how you take a movie with this plot and make it dull. Oh, but man. somehow 65. aliens and uh, dinosaurs, was. I was just like doing other stuff on <gasps> my phone, fucking around. I just didn't really I was pumped. Um, it's like the dinosaur market yeah, is exclusively I, I Jurassic Park, and then someone tries to do it, and it's not good. I mean, I, it wasn't even that it wasn't good. I was, was it aliens oh. or dinosaurs? Well, he's the alien. Oh, okay. I mean, technically, he's you no. Know, anyways, oh. um, you can see it. It's on Netflix right now. I think I revisited Dunkirk with my oh, students. Man. They liked it. I liked it. Getting stoked for Oppenheimer. Of course. Let's go see Oppenheimer um, in theater. I revisited the fun. good. Yeah. Oh, I definitely. I, I want to yeah, see that. Let's go. Let's try to make that happen if we can. Yeah, I'm totally into it. Would you want to do a Barbie? You know, the Barbie. Yeah, actually, I would. I really want to see Barbie. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's very. I, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's not what people who are just regular non moviegoers think it's going to be. So. Yeah, I'm stoked to see both. I okay. would totally do both or either on the given day. So let's 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 work that out. I'm off, interested. Off the show. Last but not least, my main recommendation is exclusively for fans of the band Slint, uh, of which I'm guessing one or two people out there might like Slint. They have a, a documentary, a pretty good one. Yeah, Slint. They have the album Spiderland, very classic album in the indie rock scene. Uh, they have a, a documentary called Breadcrumb Trail that came out in 2014. Lance Bangs did it, and it's like he literally documented this band from their existence in the late 80s into... 2014 or so when it came out so you've got footage of him like following these people mm. around interviewing people like Ian McKay and Steve Albini and all these other like luminaries from the from the genre and from the scene as in depth of a of a uh, documentary as you can possibly see about about a band it's really awesome especially if you obviously if you like Slint so check that out I think like I know it. something about music and I have never heard of that in my life Dude, you're like king of slowcore. You love slowcore. I thought they're like the, they're like they helped create. Slowcore. I didn't know that. I've I've never heard of it. I'll check it out. Yeah. Well, check it. Yeah, check I got something Spider to live for now. I only have two albums. Hey, <laughs> all right. Jetskis, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's what I watched. In short, I watched some other stuff too, but I'm just talking about all of it. Eric, sure. what about you, Eric. Yeah, I mean. I said it all in 45 minutes on our YouTube uh, video available <laughs> exclusively on our YouTube page about the Dial of Destiny. Uh, I was nervous. I mean, I was literally sitting in the theater before it started saying, please don't suck. Please don't suck out loud to myself, <laughs> which wasn't a problem because there was no one in the fucking theater on yep. opening day. It no was one depressing. cares. It was like when I went to see Solo, I, was, I had all my snacks and shit and there wasn't anybody there on opening day. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, but Bummer. yeah, in fact, I liked it so much that let's just say I discovered it at home for the second time. Uh, I wanted to see it mm. so bad again that desperate measures had to take place and I did something I wouldn't normally do. I still loved it. Uh, that dead, that weird dead air I was complaining about in the, on my first viewing. I'm like, this Spielberg would never have this dead air. I got used to it. I'm like, it's a different filmmaker, so it's not a problem for me anymore. Mm -hmm. So I see this getting better and better with multiple viewings. Okay. Indiana um, Jones? That opening. That opening is so strong. Yeah, so long. Really? Oh, I loved it. By the way, I, yeah. I was laughing because I I said so much fun taking... I took like 35 screenshots of your different face. I saw that, Mike. <laughs> That's what I was I trying to I make. The thumbnail for his YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> it was just... I played with it way too much. It's just funny. If you just watch a video and start taking tons of screenshots of someone you know, you'll have a lot of fun with it. A little side note. Very expressive face. <laughs> you so do. I've been up north with the family, uh, enjoying Michigan's beautiful, drop-dead gorgeous Upper Peninsula. And I showed my nephew, who's 14, uh, It. He's like, Uncle Eric, let's watch a horror movie. I'm like, I got the perfect one for you. The original It from 1990, my personal favorite horror movie of all time. And I was curious. I'm like, is this 
14 year old kid gonna think this is good or is he gonna be like this, where's the new one like this is trash he loved it mm -hmm. he was scared and it was a huge success which made me very happy right. uh, so yeah that's that was great. a great story okay I watched Avatar because there was a copy up there at, at the cabin it was a DVD of Avatar I'm like fuck it I'm gonna throw it in and see if this shit holds up um when you like when you when you cast out all like your expectations that the Jim Camera eagle bullshit and and all this these the fern gully jokes and the dancing with wolves <laughs> jokes I, I dug the film man I, I I liked it like I I, I kind of liked it quite a bit in fact it played really well on a small screen like a like a 20 inch screen it just just played well 20 so, I, really I know, come man. on 20 come on He's in a cabin. Still, That's a cabin. So we got yeah. at least forty-five. I mean, it's twenty twenty-three. Oh, Michael, no, no, it's a cabin. This is not not in that cabin. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, as promised, I did check in with Miami Vice on uh, Tubi. All five seasons are on there. I've never seen this show. I've been hearing about it my entire life. I'm like, who cares? Yes. Like this guy's got like a white jacket on, like you know, <laughs> speedboat. Who cares? I turn it on, and you know what? pretty good it's pretty good and uh you know what i'm fun, funny you said that because i thought i was gonna like this don johnson a lot i like this guy tubbs like who is this guy tubbs? Like, who is this actor like where is he like who is he who is tubbs he's gone searching for yeah. how <laughs> how could this be a massive hit and a major uh introduction to uh, legendarily sexy Don Johnson, but nobody even knows Tubbs' name. I got some theories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, got, I got a rough idea. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. <laughs> it's the problem. Unfortunately, he was great. He Philip yeah, Michael he was, Thomas. I mean, as a kid, he was my favorite part of the show. Yeah. I remember Michael that name. That was like, a kind of a boring sounding name. No, it's not. It was like a three. It's a um, well, it's, it's a serial three, killer like name. Three so. first names. Yeah, he's not a serial killer. Um, I'm sitting here watching an episode, and I'm like, you know what? I don't even know if I've ever seen Don Johnson like in a movie. I'm like, oh, yeah. I finally yeah. figured out Django Unchained, but I'm like, I don't think I've ever Glass seen Onion. this guy act in anything else. Come on. Glass Onion? What about Cold in July? Uh, Fucking Cold in July, man. What about that stupid? Wasn't, like, wasn't he one of the Marlboro Man guys? Like, Darley Davids in the Marlboro? <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. That was one of them, I believe. Um, oh, he was well, in uh, he did that great movie, work. the fucking Dragged Across Concrete. Oh yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't Dragged Across yeah, Concrete. He's been in a bunch of shit, I guess. But like, I'm, I'm picturing. I never saw. I thought I was going to be blown away uh, by this, by this actor. I'm like, let's see what all the hype is about. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. He's like five foot two. Like, this, he has this weird sounding voice. And I'm like, who, who? Why do people love this guy? He was sexy, know. but it's a fun show. Yeah, sex, okay, he was a sex right. pot for a lot of people, but he's serviceable. He's fine. Tried to cross concrete. That's about it, Michael. What about Tubbs. you, dude? Have you guys ever heard of the movie Moonlight and Valentino? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of it. Yeah. Wow. What is it? Okay, so, um, you know, I'd, I've moved out of my place, so I don't get to live in Canada full time yet, so sometimes I've... I'll stay at hotels. That's like part of my life. It sucks. I'm not proud of it. I don't like it. Uh, but they got cable. So I'm, I'll throw on the cable movie channel. Uh, the movie channel still exists, by the way, which I was like, oh, my God, the movie channel still mm. exists. And uh, Moonlight and Valentino was on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what got me to stay on it, but I did. I, I was like, you know what? Actually, I did. Sometimes I'm finding myself doing this now for the show. I'm like, you know what? I've never seen this. I'll watch it and then I'll report on it for the show. So that really, this right. really was an example of it because it is, it was a clue, like a total chick flick, right? Because it's uh, Elizabeth Perkins and Whoopi Goldberg. It's almost like a boys on the side. I'm like, is this going to be boys on the side? Like it was. It was like that setup because it's that and uh, Kathleen Turner. So it's, and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Those are your foursome right there. So yeah. it's, it's good actors. And then Bond. Yeah. <laughs> Jovi. Bon Jovi plays like this <laughs> this hunk who comes into Elizabeth Perkins' life. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, bon Jovi. Yeah, coming back, back to you? Me, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. This, this has to be like, I didn't even look up the date on it, but it's gotta be like ninety four. Like this is definitely nineties. Yeah. Bon Jovi. Um 
It's not bad. It's actually not bad. It's a little bit too melodramatic, and I'd rarely say that. Frank, that's not something I say very often. But yeah, you know, how's Bon Jovi's performance? Not good. Very, very dry. <laughs> one note. Not a lot. Uh, I mean, really? yeah, he's a handsome Damn. painter huh. who's got like these poetic things to say. It's. Eh. I didn't think his face emoted very well for me, but that's just me. I always like Mellencamp. Yeah, anyway. give me Mellencamp any day of the week. Uh, any day. I started Good watching uh, Last <laughs> no Man on it. Earth. I'd heard a lot about the show, and it was funny, and I love Will Forte. He's so funny. So we, me and Leanne sat down and started watching mm-hmm. it, and it's pretty funny. You know, it's uh, Chris and Phil Lord, Chris Miller and Phil Lord. And yep. uh, have you watched it, yep. Travis? I watched it when it was out, and um, I'm sorry to tell you, as I recall, it just kind of peters out because I think it was canceled before it really completed yeah. its arc. Which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah, but it's I four it. seasons, so yeah, I don't. Okay, yeah. that's it. It's pretty funny. Um, it's a wild premise, and it's really a great meditation on, uh, you know, humanity and our existence and some of the things we take for granted. Maybe it's pretty, and it's hilarious. It's Will Forte. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Kristen Shaw and Will Forte, and then uh, January Jones shows up. So yeah, it's pretty funny. Pretty funny show. Mm. Uh, and then uh, uh, the one one we mentioned. I Watch a bunch of other like sports documentaries that uh, Dave Horning would get angry about probably. So I'll just skip all that. But uh, oh, last one is a uh, I watched Black Hat again from Michael Mann and Chris Hemsworth, 2015 <laughs> again. When it came out, okay. I was like, this movie sucks, but mm. it's a classic turnaround, guys. Like now, I'm like, wow, this movie's pretty good. It's it's pretty good now. It really is. I I still find it hard to believe that. You can't have it all, man. I mean, Chris Hemsworth can't be the sexiest guy on the planet and be the world's best hacker and kick everyone's ass. You can't have all that. I mean, I just stopped buying that. Like that that got a little bit out of control for me, but it's a it's a really entertaining movie and it's got Viola Davis in it who I wrote this down. How many times does Viola Davis play a government stooge? in different films seriously not just secret suicide squad it's getting Uh, out of control it's like (laughs) it's ridiculous it's becoming more and more frequent she's either like a mom or or like a government official yeah i wrote it as a thing like this is a thing now this is gonna be a thing for me going forward viola davis government tough guy sometimes she's a woman yeah right she's a woman king well she takes the battle to herself i like she takes it out there and does the work herself yeah but uh i think black hat's pretty good you guys should check it out and watch it again if you've ever saw it and you thought it was lame. I love Michael Mann. It wasn't his best, but it's still pretty solid. So there you go. No one's watching Secret Invasion. You guys would be blowing I am, us up. But I'm just, I usually wait until I've finished it all before I comment on it. So I haven't said anything. But yeah, I've been watching it slower than I would hope for a show like that. Needs needs more pep. I, it, it makes me, it, so far I'm like four, four episodes in. I'm like, yeah, this they should probably make more directed Disney Plus movies. That miniseries. Mm. They might be axing them all. Iger's pissed. I've. Yeah, I know. I, go ahead. I've got a. I think I got a problem now with Disney, and I didn't really have a problem. I've just kind of acquiesced to it all. The fact that we're gonna go many, many years now without a Star Wars movie. It's supposedly 2026. And that's even a maybe. That's not a guarantee. That's a wasted. It's just a. I'm getting really annoyed by the wasted opportunity with the Star Wars universe, and then with Marvel. It's in a, it's it's a strange time now, Travis, because it was such an amazing achievement to do what they've done, and I, yeah, but think of think of how many decades of our life we spent like, well, Spawn sucked, but at least it was a movie about a superhero, sort of. Like, <laughs> how long was it that we didn't get hardly any super, uh, Star Wars movies or any good, mar- you know, superhero movies? Well, I, so I still like, think that's a missed opportunity. Um, I do, and I think there were missed opportunities. So yeah. I think it sucks, but with. Mistakes, yeah, were mistakes were made. But with Marvel, I'm just the 90s. frustrated, I guess. I remember the 90s when I spent that whole decade hearing about Jim Cameron and Spider-Man with DiCaprio as Peter Parker. And they, were dang, they were literally, no pun intended, but dangling it above us forever. And it just never happened. And it, it was just so weird to have those characters just not available. Well, all this shit going on now is compounding all this and making it more complicated. And it's also going to be used as an excuse, which is going to piss me off because that's what those people do. Yeah. They're also blaming the streaming wars. Like, get the fuck out of here. And the fans. You get money a billion times. Like, the guy who runs whatever, they, just Max now, right? That guy, that guy, 
Yeah. Zasloff. Zasloff. David Zasloff. David Zasloff, it's a shitload of money to do the job he does. And there could be a minor reduction in that. And there could be other opportunities. It's just a bunch of, I think I'm a little annoyed by the business right now, I guess, a little bit. No. That's not Marvel's fault either. So. No. Zasloff's fault. <laughs> Ask Zasloff. <laughs> All right, let's get into the main focus. Uh, Cinema9pod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. It's always fun. And, of course, all the stuff. You guys know how podcasts work. You know how YouTube works and all. You click the buttons and it helps us. So I'm not going to explain that. But it's time to dive in and explain thoroughly the movie Train Spotting. Eric, pick Train Spotting. And it's true you've never seen this movie before? You know what? This is a classic case of one of those movies where, like, if you haven't seen it, you kind of, like, know what to expect. It's like, okay, like, Ewan McGregor's running down the street. They probably do a lot of drugs. They keep hop. I don't know. I guess I don't even need to see it. Well, I think you just gave the review. <laughs> oh, great. Great job. Uh, okay. Uh, but, Travis, you definitely saw this movie a long time ago, right? Oh my God, dude. I saw this movie so many fucking times. Um, when I was like, like 93, 92, I was in a place where I, I had grown up being given like tapes that my mom's step, my mom's boyfriend at the time used to record for us. So I got really used to that habit. And when they broke up, I used to just like go to the video store and, and just rent whatever, anything that looked like it was remotely indie and go home and record it before I even watched it. Mm. And so I had a copy of shallow grave, oh. like in 92, 93. And I was like, this guy, Danny Boyle, and Ewan McGregor, and Christopher McClash. I was like all about it for like a fucking 13-year-old. So I was actually really stoked for this movie when it came out. Um, and then I got really uh, like, and then the beach and that kind of stuff. And I started being like, eh, that's for sure. <laughs> 20, 28 days later, obviously excellent. Anyways, so I was already a Danny Boyle fan. And of course, the previews were like, they were energetic, to say the least. So I caught this, I don't think in theaters, but I remember like, wore it the fuck out. There was a poster. I think it was maybe Jim's poster in my mm -hmm. uh, apartment I had with him in Orlando. I don't think it was actually my poster, but definitely one that I watched a ton and have not seen in, I don't know, 25 years. Perfect. 20 years. Wow. Well, you hit the sweet spot for Travis, Eric. Great job. Um, I didn't see this movie right away. Uh, I'm not sure when I f truly first saw it. I didn't have as much of a familiarity with it. I'd, Seems like all everybody had the posters, you know, like Brandon's train spotting poster, and it was it was universally discussed. But I didn't, I didn't, I don't have a good memory of sitting down and watching it until I finally kind of absorbed it, probably like ten years ago, eight years ago, or so. And mm. and then uh, once I saw it, I was like, oh, I love this movie. And, and then I uh, developed my own drug habit, and now it, you know, of course, like to me, it's like. It, it just connect to it that much further for sure. So it becomes a movie that I've watched a lot. So I went from not having a lot of experience with it to having a ton of experience with this film. So um, having said that, do you guys know the score? IMDb score. What is it going to be? Is this a classic of eight magnitudes or is it a seven? Really? I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, you saw it? Okay. You saw it. I'm gonna say it falls just short of eight. I'm gonna say seven, eight. Seven, yeah, eight. I think this is a. I think this. It seems like a classic to people, but at the same time, not everybody might think it's a classic. Maybe it's like a generational thing. I don't. This is a tough call, actually. Now that I'm starting to flush it out here, uh, I'll say it's a, yeah, you know, like a seven point seven. Okay, you guys are shooting low, man. This is a bona fide classic in the viewers' opinions. Oh. Eight point one. Hey, great. Well, we were in the ballpark. Okay. We were up there. We were on That's awesome. Way. Well, there you go. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, they talk about movies on that website. Well, they don't talk about it. They write about it. People who are people, mm -hmm. some people are bots. You don't really know what's what unless they label it. And even then. But we're people, and we talk That's about That's true. We are the people who talk about Rotten Tomatoes. They've got a 90 on the thermometer, a 90, and then a 93 from the audience. I love it even more. So this is a very well-respected film on this site for the fans. As far as the critics, 1996, this movie came out, by the way. Um, hmm. Christian Science Monitor? 
it's always good for a chuckle, isn't it? <laughs> ah, Anne Hornaday of the Baltimore Sun. In 2013, she reviewed this and said, brazen, hilarious, disgusting, audacious, altogether fresh. Great. Thanks, Anne. Fresh. A lot of poop in this movie, right? A lot of... A lot of... <laughs> There's some dongs. Yeah, some that's right. There's some flat-out... Okay. Dongs, yeah. pussies, poop. Dong. Classic Dongs, film. pussies, poop. <laughs> Oh, Christian Science Monitor, David Starrett. Was that his, no, was that his is, review? <laughs> Dogs, pussy, yeah, poop? Oh, okay. It was. <laughs> yeah, in 2013, David Starrett of the Christian Science Monitor said the following. So the Christian Science Monitor, mind you. It's hard to recall a movie that etches the horrors of drug dependence. Oh, yeah, of course. The horrors of drug dependence more shatteringly than this British tragic comedy, which Danny Boyle has directed with ferocious energy. David Starrett of the Christian Science Monitor loves it. How about that? Well, kudos to them. Good job. It was a critical darling, this film. Absolutely. I just thought the Christian Science Monitor would go the route they went, which is drug dependency bad. Well, yeah. surprise but... you. Well, they hate drugs. <laughs> <laughs> we do know all, that. Yeah, not just the recreational. <laughs> yeah, all of them. Yeah, Antibiotics. Anyway, all drugs. Yeah. Uh, Time Magazine, Richard Corliss of Time Magazine said, this film is about joy in conniving and surviving in connecting with audiences in its own fizzy, jizzy style. Yes, jizzy. That's what it says. <laughs> and that's why, fizzy, compared jizzy. with it, most other films look zombified. Ooh, wow. Okay. Mm, okay. That's a, that's a fresh review, fizzy I'll say jizzy. that. Is yeah, what does that mean? Does anyone, can anyone read between the lines on that, or is that just... Didn't he have an editor? No editor? Yeah, you'd there? think Time could spare an editor, but... Uh, that was that Time? Was, yeah, it was Time Christ. Magazine. You, Richard, you misspelled Jesse. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we should get the uh, British perspective. Liam Lacey of the Globe and Mail. The experience mm -hmm. of watching train spotting, the electric, nasty, and slick descent into the milieu of young Scottish junkies is a little like speeding through the digestive tract of some voracious beast. <laughs> That's pretty good. Sounds pleasant. Yeah. Sounds like a pleasant experience. Kind of nailed it. Mm, yeah. I pay money. Uh, Roger Ebert said, this movie has been attacked Eat. as pro-drug and defended as anti-drug, but actually it is simply pragmatic. It knows that addiction leads to an unmanageable, exhausting, intensely uncomfortable daily routine and it knows that only two things make it bearable excellent roger that's outstanding god he's he was great he really was great. good i agree that's a that's an excellent synopsis and nobody else is at least in these brief oh hey yeah. thank god guys yes Desson? Desson? all right all right Desson early Desson thompson woo, woo, woo. the movie tags at the heels of edinburgh 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 Edinburgh. Edinburgh, Social Dropouts, Renton, Spud, Sick Boy, and Begbie. For whom getting off beats getting out. Yeah, he's he has better. had better, I agree. So, uh, yeah. Hmm. It's a movie about drug addiction. What else is a movie about? Uh, friendship and how they bring yes! you back. Yes! Well, <laughs> well, that it's, okay, yeah. But that it's also that's pretty much it's about, about loyalty and loyalty sucks maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's know. about both. I would say it's both sides um, of that. Like, yeah, Renton talks a lot about you know these a mate's a mate, a friend's a friend, and you got to do what you got to do, even if that friend is. I mean, right. who's the biggest piece of shit here? It's actually a really good con. Begby. Begby's one hundred percent the biggest piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, he's he violate like he violently assaults people for nothing on a regular basis. <laughs> why why um, are they friends with him? Right, well, because he physically threatens them if they're not. I guess. <laughs> I mean, they're they're all bad. They are. Shit. Spud being the least. Renton's shitty. a pretty scumbaggy uh, guy, though. I, I know it's easy to say Begby, but yeah. Renton's a real. Mark's a real scumbag. I'd say I'd say Renton and Sick Boy are equally. Baby died. Sick Boy's I'd baby say, died. Well, but yeah, but Renton <clears> never becomes a pimp. And tries to like recruit the teenage girl that he accidentally sleeps with. He actually feels bad about that. So I'm gonna put Renton a notch. Look who we're doing here. Yeah, so Spud, <laughs> Renton, Sick Boy, Begbie. Deep. <laughs> That's the order, the, the hierarchy of goodness. <laughs> what about you, Eric? How do you see all that? <laughs> 
Well, we're definitely introduced right off the bat to these uh, despicable characters. And, like, the, the, the review is interesting for me that talks about this being, like, hilarious. Like, I, I don't know. Are we still laughing out loud 25 years later? It's a comedy. Um, I can't recall laughing much last night. Me neither. Uh, at all. Yeah. i tell you what I yeah. can recall uh, when I watched it this morning. <laughs> Good morning to you. And seriously considering a first for the show, which is not finishing a Spotlight movie. Why? I haven't thought it's about this since hand. This Is 40, when I wanted to turn it off so bad because it was so awful. But yeah. Well, why? Um, why? <laughs> I turned it off. I wow. took a break. I power washed my deck, which was incredible. That fucking thing was so dirty. And I and I thought to myself, well, could I go to the show and say, guys, I turned it off. Like, uh, I couldn't get past this scene, and I didn't want to go back. Or do oh, I have so to do early. my duty as a podcast? You turned it off early then, huh? I turned it off when the, they saw the baby. And oh, oh I, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so weird. Like, I, I have to bring, I don't have a lot of notes, but my big one is how odd it is. Like, I never thought I was going to be that guy that's like, well, because I have kids now, I'm all different. And, like, I see this differently. And in some ways, that's not true. Like when I when my daughter was born in in my arms, like I didn't change. I was just like, oh, well, this is a lot of responsibility. I'm not going to be able to do the things that I wanted to do anymore. That didn't really change. What changed is when I see babies in films, and especially when bad things happen to kids in movies. That has completely changed irrevocably. So when I see this baby first in these like first few scenes, I'm like, first of all, I'm like. How am I supposed to feel here? Yeah, I get it. It's 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 uh, it's illustrating the depravity of the characters, which I can appreciate. But I'm like, if they do what I think I'm gonna do, fuck this movie. I don't want to participate. And they did it, and I'm like, okay, why keep watching? I'm doing the show, so I don't give a fuck about what happens to these characters now. I got a dead baby, so I can't get past the emotion I'm gonna have right now. It's not gonna get better. It's not gonna get worse than this scenario. So, like, where do we go from here? Why can't you see it from a different point just, of view, I though? I was just so disgusted. I mean, you're... Be elaborate. Well, it's not... They're not doing it for me. It's it's not done in a shocking way. It's not supposed to be like a shock value. It's To me, it's a very honest portrait mm-hmm. of junkies in action. Like, this shit happens. I mean, it's extreme, obviously. But people who are so you you have you know a lot that. of people in your life who've dealt with drug addiction so it's not like you're not unfamiliar with it either yeah i know it but i think i don't know maybe the way it was presented i think impl- implication could have gone a long a long way here because i was just like fuck this fuck this such a long lingering look at the corpse um and then you know sick boy is screaming say something and, and his response is i'm going to cook up and he cooks up That's for himself right. first and the, and the mother second it is uh, brutal. He says uh, in over and the voiceover, he says that, you know, it's it's never going to be good again. And he's pretty much right. that It is a turning point in the movie. And it is bleak. You, you, OK, I hear what you're saying. And I, I was wishing I turned it back on. I'm like, OK, this is one of those turning points, like an SLC punk when his friend dies. Yeah. But then I'm like, the, the fuckery continued and like the silliness continued. And I'm like, fuck, I'm out. I'm out. I don't give a fuck about this fuckery anymore. It's just, it's too well, No much. one's going to change your mind here. You're just really caught up on that point. So it's a big deal for you. For me, I know it's not real. I don't give a fuck. So it doesn't bother me in the least. And I'm not trying to, that's just how I feel. I, I'm watching the movie. I knew it happened too. You've never seen the movie before. I can't have that experience. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah, if I had a kid, maybe now I still don't know how I'd feel because I've seen this since '96, so it's I'm pretty inured yeah. to it, I guess. Mm. Um, so, but I, you know, I certainly hear your opinion, and this movie, and it's not just there. You know, I thought you were when I thought you turned it off at the toilet scene. Like I was, that was unbearable. Was like, oh, I yeah, can't I do it. I actually <laughs> rarely look away from a screen. It takes a ton. I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. It was too real looking to me. That was that was awful. Yeah. Yeah, there's and and then it and then it <laughs> then it falls into like this weird fantasy that you don't really get elsewhere that much in the movie. I'm like, exactly. what is the purpose of this? Exactly. Why are the suppositories so? I big think I have a glowing? reason for that, by the way. But <laughs> go ahead. No, I, I think oh, we're on it. Go ahead. So this is based on a book, right? And to yeah. me, I thought that that scene in particular was trying to like 
visually show what was written in the book, although I've never read the book, so I don't know. But that's how I yeah. interpreted it now, at least. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I don't really care for the scene all that much, but I, I get this is a, this to me, you know, inherent vice movies based on books that are god awful, and then this movie's, you know, it's done better. It's based mm -hmm. on a book, and it tries to be booky in a way. I'm, it's hard for me to describe it other than that in a way, but I. I thought that's what that part was like. Hey, let's visually show what was written. It might have been like ten pages worth of some kind of uh, hallucinogenic adventure that Mark had about these suppositories. Yeah, I think Travis hit it because I mean, what it is is um, uh, magic realism, but they don't do it enough. I mean, if you're gonna do right. that and wet my appetite. They do it a little bit when he has the overdose, and then with, none of that stuff comes back. Well, and, and when, needs, when it needs to, because once when they get the heist, I'm like, yeah, who cares? Where the baby I've comes back on the ceiling a million times. Yeah. yeah, so the withdrawal scene, the overdose scene, and the suppository scene. So we all get it there, and it makes sense for the, for two of those scenes. Mm -hmm. But you're right. Like that was that was it. There's no if there's not, if you're not gonna have the magical realism, then why mm -hmm. have it just in this mm -hmm. one spot? It's off. It's like it's like he was. Just dying to do life less ordinary. Couldn't quite get to it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. But I, I, I think of this movie as a. I don't want. I mean, I have to share my own experience. But it's it's like so rock solidly for a big movie. I guess. But I know it's old, so it's gotten a lot more pub over the years. But it was a big movie. I, I, I assume it did pretty well. I would have to guess. I don't know the. Yeah, yeah it's right. Huge. But it's huge. It's Massive. not a. I just think it nails at least opioid addiction quite well. It really does. And that's why after living that experience, I mean, I never shot heroin, so I, I don't know that part, but I, it's the same gist. You know, you're addicted, you're physically addicted to something and you have to do whatever you'll have to do. And I did a ton of deplorable things that I hate about myself that just because I didn't want to get sick. And this movie nails that. It really does. Like you're that it's not for shock value. It's not just to be like, look what we could write or look how far we could go with the film. It's telling a story that I think is very honest from the from that avenue. Like the methadone, you know, he talks about how he, the way it's written too and how the book's uh, words are put into Mark's narrative. I love that about this movie still. I really do. It describes it so well. Like the, when he's leaving that after getting out of the court and he didn't go to jail, but Spud did, and he's taking the methadone and he says, you know, I feel the sweat glistening on my back already and it's not doing anything. And that's why he goes to get more heroin when he ODs. I think that's just, that's so accurate. I mean, opioid use hasn't changed, right? I mean, from the seventies to the nineties to now, that's what happens. And you definitely get to follow them in their decline, uh, especially Tommy. Obviously, oh. you see him go from like thinking that junk is the worst to having all of the worst things happen to him, which is really indirectly or even directly Renton's fault. That's why I thought he was such a scumbag, Trev. That was the whole Tommy thing to me yeah. puts him right with Begbie. It's, no, it's awful. I mean, but at the same time, you know, as a junkie, like you see that he's sitting there and he kind of is like, no, I don't want to. When Tommy's asking about it, then he says he's got the money and you see that that's, that's it. Ka-ching. It's, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. He, he had an inkling of trying to be a good person there. But that's that's really, I think, a lot of the ways what the film is about. Be careful who you hang out with. Uh, be careful what habits you get into. Everything they do, they do together. They get into drugs together. They get off drugs together. They get back into drugs together. Um, they're super codependent, even though, I mean, he says at one point that like when he's sober, he hates to be around them because they remind him of himself. <laughs> I'm like, oof, maybe f make new friends. And then he tries and his friends track him down to London. And it's like, oh, I love that bit when he is reading the letter from uh, what's her face when he's in London. He's oh, from no, Kelly yeah, whatever her character's anyway. name. I can't remember her character's name, but uh, <laughs> he's he's yeah. reading that letter and then. Uh, Begbie got, was on the news recently, and then it just quickly says again, Begbie, knock, knock. It's, I love that. That's like, that's what this movie technically has got. It does a lot of good stuff that way that I really enjoy about the film still. Yeah. Eric, did you find anything in the film that you valued? Quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I do like the film. I just like, and, and I even appreciate that scene that disturbed me so much because I, I love it when movies challenge me. Um, if I'm if I'm nervous watching a movie, I'm alive, man. That's why I love cinema. Those opportunities, which are very rare, um, I'm just saying that it's weird to feel to feel that emotion. Something I've never really felt before watching a movie, which makes it kind of you know even cooler. Um, you say that the film is 
oh, it's very much like how it really is. And uh, yeah, I can identify with this. But I mean, what's the difference between something like this that just like shows you what it's like to be a drug addict and a documentary about drug addicts? Like what else is this doing besides being like, hey, this is what it's really like? Well, it entertains you. Because, I mean, you, like millions of people have seen this movie. Do you think millions of people are going to watch a documentary about, like, Kensington, Philadelphia? Probably not. <laughs> you know? I they mean, should. They I, should, yeah. but they're probably not. They right. This is, like, this is, this is um, an extremely artistic telling. It's not, just the, it's not just the plot or the story. Music's great. I love the music in this movie. It's, and, it's not, and it's not just the music. It's, it's Boyle's direction. It's, it's Boyle's uh, very deliberate, frenetic energy that he's bringing to this that he is like it's mtv you know it's fucking it's short attention span the way, yes <laughs> it's clip, clap, yeah clip, clap, the way clip. that yeah. the way he uh executes the music too is really well done it's not just the music itself like the final scene where he decides to steal the bag and take off how the music starts off as a mm -hmm. slow synthy song it comes on right before that scene starts to pick up and then it all builds to a point where it's so 90s rave culture that song in particular Oh, yeah, so much well, it just in a way, I yeah. I actually have a fondness for it now. For some, I have I've like grown to really appreciate that music now when I really didn't then for sure. Um, but I love that, like you know, I don't even know the words he's saying, but it it just fits it so well, and it <laughs> it is it's a minimum entertaining and at maximum it, it is thought provoking. So yeah, documentaries are thought provoking. Are they entertaining? Maybe not as much, but if you're enthralled, then I guess you are entertained in a way too. So I don't need to debate that whole aspect of whether documentaries are entertaining or not, but it's an interesting point, uh, Eric, I suppose. The soundtrack was out of control and a huge deal back in the mid nineties. That I do remember everybody ah. having this. I'm watching this movie this morning and I'm like, these songs are incredible. But, like, there's something different going on here that Danny Boyle's doing with this music. I couldn't put my finger on it for the, most of the runtime. And it occurred to me that, like, not a lot of directors play songs, like, in their entirety mm. in a film. Yeah. He has, like, four or five tracks that he plays from start That's what to it finish is. over mm -hmm. these entire sequences that I am definitely not used to seeing. And what it does, it, it gives you a very specific emotion Mm -hmm. Because most of the time what the characters are saying is gobbledly gook, but you're always left sustained with the the feeling and the emotion of the characters yeah. through the music. Like we get a lot of awesome. sequences with yeah, music, the whole song underneath. And when Begby comes to London, there's the whole sequence of him coming and going and pissing Mark off more. But that song is playing throughout. You're absolutely right. Well, that's a, a great point. Yeah, that Lou Reed overdose uh, sequence is... I think and they the didn't use heroin. <laughs> The song heroin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, right. They went, they went a different route. <laughs> I remember that was annoying uh, when we did. Oh, fuck. Blow? No. I think uh, it was Blow that was like overly. Oh, yeah. Every uh, stupid hit right every, on the nose. Uh, no, the 2012 movie, uh, Killing Him Softly. Yeah, oh. that we were. Yeah, that oh. was mm. cliche. Sorry. Mm. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, they use yeah. the song heroin in the heroin scene. Yeah, it's not, you, don't, you don't want Co to do well, that. They do cocaine on blow, I think. It's like <laughs> eye rolling. Well, that was a, yeah, you don't want to do that. Mainstream, movie, <laughs> mainstream drug movie. Is this a mainstream drug movie? I don't know. I don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, in terms of popularity, I don't know if it was set out to be that way. But in terms of how it was received, it became pretty mainstream. <laughs> Did Although, you read that uh, fucking Bob Dole struck again, bashed the movie. Uh, uh, criticized the hell out of it for its uh, condoning and glorification of drug use. Didn't see it. Just like Natural Born Killers. Didn't see it. Yeah. He's out there trashing. Yeah, whatever that was said in that, know. whoever said that in reviews we just did, that uh, there was a lot of hullabaloo and pushback, yeah. or as a as being a pro-drug movie. That's For me, that's not remembered at all Ebert. now. I don't, that did, that was the something of the time. I don't, I don't recall anything about, hey, this sucked to now. Yeah, there's probably some hmm. noisy political right people making that argument and then it got you know occluded by the reality yep. <laughs> um, um, you mentioned the word gobbledygook I wonder sure. why 
in the club sequence when Tommy and Spud are talking and they're shouting that of this this scene alone they decide to put subtitles in I'm like these two motherfuckers are finally shouting I can actually really understand them for once this is this is the scene you're gonna put subtitles on for but uh, did you guys end up doing subtitles because I didn't I never did as a kid and I'm like I'm not gonna really? do it now you know and I really I did. didn't struggle Begbie. Yeah. Begbie's Begbie, brutal. Begbie. Every time Begbie was on screen, I hit CC. Oh, Robert Carlyle, you know, he's so <laughs> fucking good, man. He had... Fucking crazy. Oh, I mean, you hate great Begbie, actor. but he is Begbie. Love the, <laughs> I love the actor. Yeah. 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 It's fucking yeah. <laughs> and Spud. Spud's pretty hard to understand, too, uh, honestly. Just... <laughs> I love the acting. Yeah, I mean, like, I, the, the thing about this that's weird for me that I'd never seen it is... Like I loved Shallow Grave. I fucking loved it. And I so loved good. Ewan McGregor in it. And I guess if I would have saw Shallow Grave when it came out, I would have been at the first showing of this movie in the theater. But I saw that later on. But I'm telling you, man, he's it's off the charts. Like when every every time I'm so hit or miss with Ewan McGregor, every time he's just in his natural Scottish voice, I'm like, he's so good. He's so frenetic and he's so reactive but every single time he's an american it's so every single time so boring (laughs) every single time especially big fish every time well i don't know about that maybe he's like thinking too hard having to concentrate too much and isn't able to just like naturally react or something are we specifically talking about ben kenobi well that's certainly how i feel about that tv show anyway (laughs) well just even if you the prequel movies i mean i Ben Kenobi's an iconic character. That's a little. It's a little harder to like analyze Ewan McGregor, the actor himself. I mean, he's great in this movie. He does everything. He is again. He's Mark Renton, you know. And when he goes to that withdrawal scene and the baby on the ceiling thing, that's just people have wild ass. I mean, I've heard so many stories from people about the crazy shit that they imagined. They yeah, have they wild have wild ass. ass. People, people have, have wild, wild ass. ass shit. <laughs> That happens to them hallucinogen-wise oh, okay. when they go through withdrawals, especially off needle drug heroin, which is the worst because it's so potent to you. And I mean, that, it's an absurd moment when he's everything he's going through and like the game show. By the way, you know, we we mentioned Tommy, but like AIDS, you know, this is the 90s and AIDS. It's a huge deal. And again, this movie takes me back to like, fuck, yeah. I mean, we talk about the pandemic we just had now, but that was... Mm-hmm. A thing that went on for years and it was very serious, and so many people lost their lives. I mean, there's a new yeah. Rock Hudson doc out, you know, it reminds me of that stuff too. So, that's right. I yeah, I want to see it. Oh, we all three want to see it, but but yeah, the, you know, what happened to Tommy's um, is awesome. Tommy's, Tommy's apartment all covered with spray paint, yeah. plague, and all that kind of stuff. What his neighbors mm-hmm. had that's done authentic. to him, and even when Renton. Right, yeah. and even when Renton gives him the money, there's like this moment where they kind of look at each other, like I don't know if he's like worried about touching him or something. I'm not sure what that moment mm-hmm. was exactly. Yeah, uh, that's what I think it was. When did Irvine Welsh write the book? No idea. Oh, I'll effort that. Why yeah. don't you effort that? <laughs> uh, I, Why don't you wild ass wild ass effort that? Although I, I, I like what we have. Ninety three, ninety three. It's a recent. Of, I thought it was an older book. Okay. That oh, yeah. oh shit. I'll yeah, me too. Yeah. Wow. Um, seventies. I definitely did. Well, I, I, I get so much um, uh, Alex DeLarge vibes here that I keep confusing uh, okay. <laughs> Renton with uh, with uh, Alex DeLarge. Plus, I mean, he's he's like a young Malcolm McDowell, just so electric. That's that's that was my ending point. A clockwork. Oh, fuck. Uh, that's okay. A clockwork oh, junkie. <laughs> That's what this I'm movie a is. Clockwork junkie. It's a clockwork junkie. Almost beat per beat, um, in terms Burgess, of uh, there's less murder, uh, and yeah. rape, but it's clockwork. Is there a Sean a Connery obsession orange. in Clockwork Orange? Yeah. I've never seen Clockwork Orange. <laughs> I know. Really? Never did. No, I'm, I was thinking more of the book too, because the the, the movie Clockwork mm-hmm. Orange um, does not do what the book does, which is show the character grow up, which was a huge failure mm-hmm. on Kubrick's part. Um, yeah. But uh, the book, you're 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 following someone go through like decline and then gr- and then growth just through the inevitability of age, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much what you're seeing here too. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what I was trying to get at is the assuasions to socially acceptable drug addicts. They hint at it a little bit here with his parents and you know. Pill poppers, and I mean, even Begbie to a large oh, extent yeah. with alcohol. Mm-hmm. He's constantly um, calling them out. I, I think they could have done 
Yeah, I think they could have done a little bit more. And, like, the state of, like, Scotland just seems like this shithole. And I I, I would have liked to learn a little bit more about what was going on in that society. Because I don't know jack shit about Scotland except fucking the <laughs> Well, highlands. he has that whole uh, bit but, he does about what it's like to be Scottish. It's shite. We're the lowest yeah. of the low. <laughs> yeah, I sh- I'm sure it's shite. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, colonized part um, too, Travis, right? I, when he I, says that, like we were colonized oh, by the Brits yep, who were uh, scumbag, you know, wankers. We're scout. Yeah, it's great. It's a great bit. Co- colonized by wankers. But, you know, it's also like the movie starts and he's talking about how he's checked out on life. We're not going to get this. Is, these are not the characters <laughs> to show us around Scotland. This is not this is not that kind of movie. These, this is the guys who will show us around a fucking tenement. They, they take advantage of the, of the <laughs> American tourists. So, yeah, there you go. that's the only Real opportunity you get to hang out with the tourists in this movie. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. Yeah, exactly. uh, let's take a look at Scotland <laughs> through the eyes of these scumbags. You notice uh, James Cosmo popping in there from Game of Thrones and Braveheart playing. Uh, oh, playing yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, George C. C. Scott Renton wannabe. Part. Yeah. I've always thought that guy kind of looks like George, <laughs> older George C. Scott. So. Do you think he wants to be or do you think he was just born that way? <sighs> George, George C. Scotland. <laughs> George C. Scott. He's got a new nickname. He's I think he's dead he's too. Be. But uh, yeah, like George, George C. Scotland. Scotland. I like. Funny. He's got always had an excellent presence. That guy. Yeah, I like him. I like him. And uh, we don't get a lot of other recognizable faces in this. You know, we get like the the main folks, but there's not a lot of people. Where you're like, oh, it's so and so, Kelly McDonald. You're like, okay. And then after that, nope. No, just yeah. people I don't know. I think a lot of just fine. A lot of local actors that we I've never I don't watch. I don't have a ton of experience with Scottish film, I must admit. So. Nor I. I. Is it resolute in that um, uh, Renton like decides to really turn it around this time at the end? Or is it up for some ambiguity that he's going to take that money and jump back into the shitty toilet? Well, I think there's, I think it's definitely, definitely ambiguous in that. Uh, now, I have no intention. I was going to bring it up. Sequel. I don't want you, So you haven't seen it? Yeah, I'm not in. Yeah, I'm, I watched the preview. I'm like, I've oh, seen it what, three what times. But I would assume mm-hmm. the sequel. I would assume that he. You can tell me if you want that he at some point like he's probably clean by the sequel start, but like he has not been clean his whole life is my guess because he's coming off of heroin. It's not something you know. You go back and forth before you're really off that stuff from what no. I've seen. He's like, yeah, he is a whistle. It takes the it takes that all the way that he's just lived this. Takes he, yeah. he chooses life. Yeah, he's a boring guy now. Okay. And then Begbie gets out of prison. Uh, actually, has more to do with Sick Boy. So, I don't know if it has something to do with, like, Robert Carlyle was unavailable or what, hmm. but they focus on that. Oh, he wasn't in it? I, I actually, I'm spacing out on that. Yeah, he's Yeah, but he's not. The, I, I remember the, trailer, the yeah. I don't want to give too much away if you ever do watch yeah. it, but um, it, it yeah. focuses on Sick Boy and Renton and the betrayal of the money. Yeah, that's what I figured, but I thought it'd be more Begbie, um, I guess. But, you know, I, I'm going to say something. That, I mean, when sequels come that much later, usually Hell it's disappointing. Yeah. But, you know, Danny Boyle and Alex Garland and Killian Murphy have all expressed inf- interest in 28 years later, and I will be 100% on board if that happens. And, so, I mean, Danny I Boyle did the sequel. So, yeah, I know. That doesn't... I I'm surprised. Yet. I mean, I, I was, I was so interested in train spotting that it i was like well i at least gotta see this so that's because they had those primary original actors and director and such i'm like okay this is pretty interesting i'm gonna give it a shot so is it great no but i'm pretty picky about my pretty picky about my sequels ever since i got burned by that henry fool sequel i'm like never again fuck that shit oh (laughs) hell what are you doing hell um (laughs) What else? Yeah. What, what else have we not covered here in this show? Well, there's some heroin. There's some sex. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Poop. Yeah, the toilet hell. And then, of course, I mean, if Spud knew that the toilet, those sheets were filled with shit, would he really get in a fight like that to risk letting poop fly all over the place? I don't think so. It's 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 mildly unrealistic, but it's got it's it is funny that it gets out of yes. him. But then she stays with him. No. Like, no, she doesn't. They don't, they don't no, keep dating after that. No, she was already ripping that. on his penis yeah. and what a fucking lame-o he was. Yeah. She's like, not much. And here he is, like, packed. He's like, hang like a, hung it like a donkey. She's like, not much. <laughs> <laughs> and 
you know, that, to me, why Renton was still my number one scumbag is that he led not he gave Tommy his first hit, but he led to Tommy's downslide by taking that tape and scumbagging him in yeah, that way. That was yeah. such a shitty. He never came clean about no. it, and it just all played out. Total violation. Yeah, scumbag shitty. fest. Very shitty. Okay. All right. Well, okay, you ready to go, Eric? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, buddy. I was glad I picked that, man. Because uh, it, 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 <laughs> it did end up doing a lot more than I thought it was going to do because I had this preconceived notion that I had no need to see it. Like he's running around, drugs, that's soundtrack. But no, it, it, it does have quite a bit to say. And in, in, interesting parts, yeah, largely are, Travis, about uh, influence and peers, especially when you're in your fucking 20s. When you have this weird sense of invincibility and yet this terrific um, possibility of fragility that could affect the rest of your life, uh, I think it captures that quite well. Um, what else can you say about Danny Boyle? It's incredible. Anybody else filmed this script, it wouldn't have been half as electric as it is. I mean, the guy deserves his place in the pantheon of the great visual directors for sure. Fantastic cast. Soundtrack's out of sight. I've got problems with it. it. It's being so fucking disturbing, and I think implication goes a long way. Um, but yeah, overall, it's a great film, man. It holds up. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, you know, it, it is entertaining, but if you watch it a lot, it kind of gets boring, <laughs> which is amazing to say about this film, that it actually, by the time you get to the final third act, if you will, the whole London stuff, I'm like, okay, yeah, these guys are scumbags. Um, I've seen this a lot, so I'm totally desensitized. Uh, there was a lot of honest truths in this film, but it it's not fair to the film for me maybe to say that it doesn't hold up because uh, it's such a really well-done uh, pontification or just analysis without being analytical at all, really, about the life of a drug user, particularly a opioid user. So the soundtrack's awesome too. It still is. I just can't say this movie doesn't hold up, even though if you watch it 50 times, it might start to drag and get pretty dull for you. You know Begbie's a scumbag. Okay, he's a scumbag. Uh, who cares? But I'm going to say it holds up just because of what it... It holds up if you haven't seen it 100 times. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, I, I had mentioned that I had not seen it in like 20, 30 years, something like that. And, or 25 years. And that's, and that's pretty much how I felt about it too. It was like, well, I, I wasn't itching to revisit. This isn't one I ever considered for the podcast. Oh. Um, it's, it's one I've seen so many times that I was really pretty sure how I felt about it and that I didn't really feel a strong urge to revisit and watching it, uh, last night, I mean, I definitely felt some of the tedium that you're talking about. I'm like, this is like an hour and 35 minute movie. And it feels twice that it's, I'm like, I'm just, just grinding on. Like um, you, it's, it's a lived in movie. I, I like that about it. I would never say that this is not a good movie. This is expertly directed. I mean, expertly your, your, your praise for, for Boyle is I think well-deserved um, well acted, well edited soundtrack is outstanding. When you get down to it, this is a really uninteresting story told very interestingly. Um, there's, this is this is well-trod territory. This is fucking Clockwork Orange just with heroin instead of milk. Um, so I'm going to say that this is a good movie. But if the premise of, of the show is does it hold up to be as good as it used to be for me or better, it does not. Not for me. I would never say it's a bad movie or, and don't watch it, but it does, it's not as good as I remember. Yeah, it's been a while since we got caught up in the minutiae of what it means to hold up or not. I liked it. I love it. <laughs> good for you. All right. <laughs> I struggled. I struggled. I wanted to say, because it is a good you. movie. I would never say it, but it just doesn't hold up to... That's what basically what I was... Yeah, I, I feel exactly what you're saying, and I guess okay. I just... I couldn't say it didn't hold up, but you're right. The way you described it, word for word. I don't disagree. I don't. All right. That's like one and a yeah. half hold up. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> uh, and I thought Eric was going to, yeah, not, I thought he was going to rip it to hell. So you, you never know. He's always good. Same. He loves, Eric loves the bluff. He loves to. Oh, no. 
I knew. When he said he came back to it, I'm like, oh, this is his new favorite movie. He went and power washed and then, and then came back and powered through the movie. Now he loves the movie. He's going to watch it 20 oh, times the next year. I, I wasn't so sure <laughs> of that. Yeah. Well done. I had a feeling. I'll probably never watch it <laughs> I'm sure again. you won't. Yeah. I will say that. But like... It's it's a it's a great film, but I'll just I don't care to see it. Again. Yeah, it's certainly worth like everyone should see it, right? Like it's in terms of classic cinema. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so what's going on? Is it my turn? turn. I didn't turn, know we landed yeah, like if we yeah. were gonna do that thing with Dave or not. So I, I don't. He was he won't oh, be available. That's right. Okay, he did update that. Okay. Um, uh, I do have to take Leanne to the airport next Thursday, so we'll have to work around on a time, actually. Maybe if... We'll talk about that after a fact, but we... I just have to take her to the airport Thursday because she's going to Virginia. Um, so, man, I'm excited because I got so many options here. I've been looking at this list, going over in it, thinking about it, been adding new ones, and I'm... And I, I'm I cannot believe what happened the other day because this was... It was just so peculiar. I I couldn't believe it. It was. It was peculiar. super peculiar. But the movie we're going to do is from 1998. And it is exactly the motherfucking movie that Eric texted a fucking photo of out of the blue the other day, which fucking blew my mind. Because I was thinking about that movie and looking at, at the website at that <laughs> moment. I was. It was just so weird. Yeah. I know it's it probably it's totally we're coincidental, connected. but it was an odd-ass coincidence. We're going to do 1998's Warren Beatty's Bullworth, a movie by Warren Beatty with Halle Berry and, like, oh everybody in Hollywood. Like, whenever Warren Beatty does a movie, oh everybody in Hollywood has to be in it. So, Oh, Bullworth. my God. I remember, anyone I saw it, yeah. Once yeah, I saw, like, out. someone had a VHS copy when it was, like, I never saw it. fuck around day in 1999 or 2000. Even if Travis's place, who's at one of these places? And, <laughs> okay. I remember ripping it to hell. I thought it was a piece of shit. So, yeah, I'm, shit. Warren's <laughs> I mean, rapping. Me. Yeah, like I know. I, feels like I've been given an assignment. I, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> no one though. I mean, who knows? I, I've all not right. seen this movie since that time for sure. War, rapping Warren Beatty is all of I okay. remember. So, it's all yeah. anyone remembers. And Halle Berry. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, that he. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. We'll find out next week on Cinema 9 Podcast, Bullworth, 1998. I don't even know. Where, boy, this could be a tougher one to find, maybe. I don't even know. No, I didn't look on this one. I'm sorry. Um, I can help uh, some people out if they need help. Um, either way, Bullworth. Thanks, everybody. Travis, Eric, Michael. Cinema 9 Podcast. Choose life. Me.